lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Hope you were able to, at some point, enjoy your weekend. Steve Dace here back on Blaze TV with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. It's a Town Hall Monday. We're going to open up the phone lines. Uh, coming up next hour of the show at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. And, and we have nothing on the table for that hour other than to ask you, what do you think about what is going on right now? That's coming up next hour, 888-900-3393. You can also email the show to let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show for now. Anyway, over on Parlor at Steve Dace and then our new YouTube channel, which any moment now could be our former YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Also, want to remind you, there's there's still time to shamelessly self-promote because my new book, A Nefarious Carol, if you want to know who's responsible for what you're witnessing right now, well, that's what this book is about. My new book, A Nefarious Carol, the sequel to A Nefarious Plot, comes out on December the 15th. That's only about a month from now, a little bit more than a month from now. Still time to get your pre-order in to make sure that you get yours in just in time for Christmas. A nefarious carol. Thank you to all of you that have pre-ordered your copies already. You can get yours right now over at Amazon.com and get a lot more information about the book as well. I mentioned our Monday Town Hall is coming up next hour. At the bottom of this hour, we're going to be joined by our good friend Bob Vanderplatz of The Family Leader and get his take on what's going on. His organization was doing Get Out the Vote in numerous states around the country. We're going to see some of the trend lines that they saw and also what happened here in Iowa where Republicans had a strong year in our state. And what does that mean about what kind of mood we could see in the 2024 Iowa caucuses, which, if Trump loses in the courts, are going to begin five minutes after he does. And then if he doesn't, uh, about a week or two uh, after he's sworn back in. So we'll get into that conversation with Bob coming up in the next hour of the show. Of course, given all the uncertainty that's going on right now. And I know this sounds nuts, maybe, although maybe it shouldn't. But if, if I would have sat here and told you about my Patriot supply at this time last year, and I'd have said, guys, you never know when it, you could wake up one day and you can't go buy toilet paper. What would you have said to me? Steve, you've lost your damn mind, right? Where is my sober-minded boss? Could That's what be you would a crackhead that yeah, got yeah, hold yeah, the wrong stuff. Exactly. Right, I'm looking, I'm looking for leprechauns and Mobile. Right, exactly. That happened, though, didn't it? It did. We got up one day in March of this year, and and we couldn't buy toilet paper, right? Yeah. So, Todd says, listen to the crazy voices in your head. I would say, just pay attention to what's going on around you. <laughs> just pay attention to what's happening, all right? So, maybe the next time this goes down, it's, it's not just TP or cleaning wipes or 
uh, hand sanitizer, maybe it's the essentials, food and water. That's where my Patriot Supply comes in right now. You can save $100 off a full four-week supply of nutritious meals that supply those 2,000 calories a day that you need. Right now, you know you've got an emergency preparedness plan ready to go. If you go to preparewithdace.com and get ready now, save $100 for a full four-week supply right now at preparewithdace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E at preparewithdace.com. All right, before we get to the rest of what's in store for today, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Good News. The good news is that, once again, the pandemic is over. As thousands of Joe Biden supporters took to the streets in a few major cities to celebrate their candidate's projected win in the 2020 election. Headline at the Hill, indoor concerts may be made safe from coronavirus spread. New study finds, Daily Mail headline, official data is exaggerating the risk of COVID and talk of a second wave is misleading, 500 academics say. Pharmaceutical giant Pfizer announced this morning they have a coronavirus vaccine that's 90% effective. Hot damn things are just looking so rosy. Andrew Cuomo, your thoughts? The good news is uh, the Pfizer tests look good and we'll have a vaccine shortly. The bad news is uh, that it's about two months before Joe Biden takes over. Anywho, Saturday morning, multiple major media outlets called the election for Joe Biden after Pennsylvania, Georgia, and other states managed to find just enough ballots to give the candidate a healthy margin of victory in those key states. Character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. Being a good person matters. I don't know why I'm crying so much, but what got me choked up was the picture of the cab driver. And so I'm very emotional. So when you ask me how I'm feeling right now, I'm sorry. That's all I can tell you. This is how I feel right now. Nobody knows what it feels like as a black man um, to be able to speak in this moment. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send dreamers back for no reason. But not so fast. The GOP-controlled legislature of Michigan issued a rare Saturday subpoena to state election officials after lawmakers launched an investigation into election irregularities in the state. The Republican Speaker of the Wisconsin State Assembly is also calling for an investigation of Wisconsin's election. Affidavits are starting to roll in from all over the country alleging election fraud, including one lawsuit in Detroit with an affidavit from a city employee claiming she was asked to backdate ballots to make them appear. Here they had been received on election day. Another sworn affidavit from an eerie Pennsylvania postal worker has ended up in the hands of Senator Lindsey Graham of the Senate Judiciary Committee, claiming his superiors instructed their underlings to backdate the postmarks of ballots sent after election day. Another affidavit from this weekend came from Nevada, where a whistleblower said that he witnessed the illegitimate processing of ballots as an election worker. Trump General Counsel Sidney Powell says, I've identified at least 400 
250,000 ballots in the key states that miraculously only have a mark for Joe Biden on them and no other candidate. If you look at Florida, where things were done right, you can see that that's how the rest of the country should have gone. But they also used an algorithm to calculate the votes they would need to flip. And they used the computers to flip those votes from Biden, to, I mean, from Trump to Biden and from other Republican candidates. This comes after an order from Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito saying mail-in ballots received after Election Day in Pennsylvania must be kept separate. According to Axios, President Trump is planning to continue campaign-style rallies in an effort to bolster his fight against the election fraud. And he plans to brandish the obituaries of those long deceased who voted for Joe Biden. And that's what happened while we were away. And Aaron's montage is brought to you by friends over at Brickhouse. You know, life is about habits. And this year we have been more focused than ever on the health of those we love as well as ourselves. But what happens after? How do you plan to ensure that your body's immune system is ready for winter and beyond? Maybe check out Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Loaded with antioxidants, Field of Greens, packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus other things that are good for you like green tea, ginger, beets, etc. It's a powerful combination that not only helps you to support heart health, it can support a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, even digestion, complete with pre and probiotics that matter because the largest immune system in the body happens to be in the gut. So it's good for the entire family, even if you've got athletes and children living at home. Just one scoop in any water-based drink, stir it together, and you are good to go. And right now, you can go to BrickHouseSteve.com and get 15% off your first order at BrickHouseSteve.com with the promo code STEVE at checkout. BrickHouseSteve.com, 15% off your first order with the promo code STEVE at checkout at BrickHouseSteve.com. So I I need um, to bring you guys to the inside, some inside baseball of how we do business here on the Steve Day Show. Um, Because for the first time in my career, I'm not sure what to say, what I can say. And I just, I just want to be, I want to be brutally honest that's what we always try to be on our show, is brutally honest. We're not always right, but we, we do try to always be honest. Over the weekend, we got demonetized by Facebook. And we were demonetized by Facebook. That, that's a major revenue driver for our show and for The Blaze. We were demonetized by Facebook because they said I was calling people to action and in, by inciting a civil war. And the the clip that they used to make this claim was my appearance after the election on Glenn Beck's radio program. And if you go and listen to that clip, what you're going to find is the opposite is true. I am concerned that they're going to cause one by their actions, and I don't want that. I'm taking my family to Disney next week. We've been looking forward to going back for 10 years. We took them when they were little, and then our plan was hopefully to be able to go before then. We just couldn't either make the timing work or make it work financially while we were growing the show. But we always wanted to take them again one more time when they were more grown up and experience it with them again. This is probably our last chance to do it before my oldest leaves the house. I, I'm, I'm, I make a good living. I'm not rich, but I'm not wondering where my next meal is coming from. 
Got a pretty nice life outside of what's going on culturally. I mean, the last thing I want to see is a civil war. I don't want to see that. I'm, the collateral damage and the nihilism that goes with that. I'm, I don't want that to happen. But Facebook claimed I was calling you to action and inciting one. They claimed the exact opposite of what I said and demonetized us. So, this is the first time in my career, you know, I have a fiduciary responsibility to the investors that helped me get here. I do to the Blaze that I'm in partnership with. I'm not their employee. I own my show, but I partner with them for distribution. I have employees with families. I have my own family. And I'm not sure what the ground rules are. Because they're amorphous and they move. Like something, don't drop F-bombs, right? Okay? Don't blatantly lie and smear people. Don't commit slander and libel. Those are defined things, right? Okay. I don't know what the other ground rules are. I mean, if they're just going to take a clip of what I said and claim it's the exact opposite of what I said, while the audio is actually there and you can hear it yourself and then demonetize us, I, I don't know what to say then. I, I, I don't know what the rules are. And I don't want to be reckless and go out of my way to take money out of my own pocket or somebody else's that's relying on me. But I also don't know what the rule is. It appears right now the rule is if you effectively shatter, shatter our Overton window, we, 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 we pimp slap you. That, that kind of appears to be what the rule is. If you're good at this and we don't agree, we kneecap you. That, that appears to be the rule. Well, I, I don't... How do I do this job? If I suck at this, I don't have one. If I'm good at this, I don't have one. Is, is, is that really the rule? That, 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 those appear to be the ground rules. If we suck at this, you don't want to tune in. And if we're good at this, they won't let you tune in. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't know how to do my job right now. I don't, I don't know what's okay for me to say and not. What's reckless? I don't know. I really don't know. So here's going to be what I'm going to try to do for the foreseeable future. And who knows with that might last one day with me. I don't know. But for the foreseeable future, what I'm going to try to do is anything that delivers a kill shot on their Overton window, I'm not going to say here. Where you can access this for free on iTunes or any of their platforms or YouTube. I'm just not. I'm going to warn you up front, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid doing that. And that goes for the two of you, by the way, as well. And we may have to have conversations, the likes of which we've never had on our show. Hey, what are the boundaries? Where can I go? What can I, I don't, I don't, we may have to have those conversations based on what happened to us over the weekend. We, you really are going to, and, and this is an awkward segue and I don't mean it to be. But it's un—it's the unavoidable conclusion. You really need to subscribe now. 
I mean, if they're going after Mark Levin, dude, he is swinging a lot bigger stick than we are. Losing Mark Levin to Parler or a Facebook alternative, is it WeMe? Is that the MeWe, I think is what it's called? Losing Mark Levin to one of those outlets, it's 20 times like a losing in us. And if they're willing to do this to Mark Levin, I don't know how safe a Steve Dace is then. And I think you should consider the possibility that one day, very soon, you're not going to be able to access us anymore in any of the quote-unquote free platforms. I think you need to be prepared for that. So we have our biggest discount ever at blazetv.com right now. Today in our overtime, I am going to discuss voter fraud in far more detail than I'm going to discuss it on this show right now. Because that's produced by us on our platform that we market directly one-on-one to subscribers. No intermediary. But based on what is going on right now, I'm sure some of you have noticed I've not said some things on Facebook that I've said on Parler, for example. I've not even said some things on Facebook that I've said on Twitter in the last 24 hours. It's because of this. I, I don't know what the ground rules are and what can be said where. I, I don't know what 25-year-old avocado toast obsessed millennial algorithm is going to click in and ban me. So I'm going to say the truth. I just may not say it in some places that you're used to getting it from me, given where we're headed. So the overtime today, you definitely do not want to miss this. BlazeTV.com slash Dace is where you can go right now and get our most important discount ever at blazetv.com slash Dace. I'm going to be, I'm going to warn you up front, I'm going to be a little bit more reserved about what I say and what we talk about here in this open forum for the foreseeable future. Now, again, with me, that might last one day. I don't, or it might last a month. I don't know. But we all are. Because now we're getting demonetized for things we didn't say, but the exact opposite of what we actually said. And I'm not Glenn. I'm not going into the. I'm not. I'm not in the Radio Hall of Fame. I don't have 500 radio stations to fall back on. <clears throat> I'm not Mark. I'm not anywhere near where those guys are at. You know, I don't have an established radio network of hundreds and hundreds of stations that I can just still address all of you even if all these entities ban me. I don't have that. A lot of you probably found our show this year for the first time because you saw what we were doing with the COVID data five, six, seven, eight, nine months ago. Well, they're not, you think they want let that me to do that to them on the election for the next five, six, seven minutes or days? Because it certainly doesn't look like it based on what I'm seeing. So, I wanted to start with that so that you guys know where I'm coming from. I spent the day yesterday pouring through the exit data of the exit polling. 
And I, I, I didn't even think about doing what I'm going to talk about next <clears throat> until one of you in my inbox and I have gotten, I can't count now, probably 5,000 emails in the last four or five days, dead straight serious. So forgive me that I forgot your name, but if you're out there, give yourself a helmet sticker. You're partially responsible for what I'm about to do next in a good way. I poured through the exit polling data yesterday, prepared a report from uh, people that I know uh, here at The Blaze, around the country, that want access to my data analysis. You guys have seen it. We're going to go through it tomorrow on the show for fake news or not. And then I got up this morning, and one of you sent me an email that asked me a question that was like a eureka, and a light bulb went off. Like, hidden in plain sight. Why didn't I think about this on my own kind of a thing, right? This is so obvious, I should have thought about this on my own. One of you asked me the question, Steve, how, how often, you're Mr. Historical Context, how often does a party lose the presidency with an incumbent and pick up house seats? How often does that happen? And I remembered in 1996, the Republicans held on to their majorities despite Bill Clinton's resounding win. I remember that they were actually messaging down the stretch of that campaign. Hey, if you're going to vote for Clinton, at least keep a Republican Congress to hold him in check. Right. We balanced budgets together. Do you remember that? They were literally oh, yes. doing that. Now, the Republicans still lost seats in that election, by the way. They just held on to their majorities, but they they still lost seats in 1996. And so I. I thought, that is a great question, one I should have thought of on my own several days ago. And I began researching that question. Here's what I found. The only time I could find that it occurred where an incumbent president, quote-unquote, lost. And on, on the lost aspect, this thing's far from over. And I, I think it's beyond now if Trump... You know, there was a, 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 a breaking news on Saturday that Jared Kushner's talking to Trump about conceding. I, I think this is beyond Donald Trump now. I mean, the affidavits and stuff that are going around, the state legislative activity, this is what I said about the end of the election. Trump's not driving this train now. He's riding this wave. It's bigger than him now. He gets squishy and decides, ah, you know, I don't have, I don't want to spend the money on the law. It's go, this is going forth now, in some respect, this is getting challenged. We've already had a Supreme Court order. Can't put that genie back in the bottle. This, this thing's going into the courts. It's bigger than Trump now, which is, why, which is exactly why I don't think he'll get squishy, because I think he recognizes that. But the only time I could find that an incumbent president, quote-unquote, lost his reelect. But his party picked up seats in recent memory, picked up seats in the House of Representatives, was 1992. The Republicans gained about eight seats in that election that George Herbert Walker Bush lost. But George Herbert Walker Bush did 15 points worse with Republicans in that election than Donald Trump did Last Tuesday, he got 78% of Republican voters in 1992. 
many of them siphoned off by Ross Perot. Donald Trump received 93% of Republican voters. Donald Trump's going to get more votes of, a, of, of Republicans than any presidential candidate the Republican Party has ever nominated. Ever. He did five points better, so much for the Lincoln Project and all those groups. Trump's going to do five point, did five points better with Republicans than he did four years ago. He got 88%. He got 93% this time. Let me tell you what that means. Remember how we went through these polls throughout September and October? And I walked you through the methodologies of them and how specifically the methodologies do not work, right? How many of those shows did we do? How many of those polls did we do? Quite a few. Quite a few. Now, I want to make sure what I'm about to say next, because the overlords are listening. Just as I told you, because that I'm not saying that Trump was going to win. Is that did I make that point clear every time we went through these polls? Always. Right. Yes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not drawing a direct correlation. Correlation is not always causation or vice versa. Okay. I'm st- simply talking about the polls in and of themselves. That the polling methodology was bad. Was I proven right about that? Yes. Did, was I proven right about the COVID data methodologies being bad? Oh yes. Yes. Well, I'm here to tell you now, I'm two for two so far in the year 2020, out on a limb. Now I was way out on a limb on the COVID stuff, like all by myself. Okay? This election limb, I'm, a, I'm out there with a few other people. On the polling limb, it was just like me and like two other people that were doing that. But I'm walking out on that limb again, and I'm two for two so far in 2020. Here's what I can promise you. The math doesn't work that Donald Trump got 15 points more Republicans than George Herbert Walker Bush did. And that's the last time the Republican Party or anybody had an incumbent president lose his reelect, but they picked up House seats. And I would urge you don't go any further back than 1992. And a lot of my historical data, I've not. Just because a lot of, we, we were in a different era. Republic, a Republican won California in 1988. So going pre-1992 really is not relevant to our current demographics whatsoever. There's two more things you need to understand too why this math doesn't work. In 1990, there was a redistricting. Republicans had done well in state legislatures in, 19, in the 1988 election. And so they were able to redraw the House map in 1990 for more favorable districts. So they had a, a more favorable House map in 1992. And that helped set the stage for what you saw in the, the historic overturn of the Democratic House in 1994. That is not the case here. We're heading into a redistricting. We're not coming out of one. So 1992 was also the first year after the 1990 redistricting. We're in the last year of a redistricting before we go to a new one. And in a redistricting where Democrats just won 40 House seats in the previous midterm. You know where I'm going with that? Mm -hmm. Math doesn't work, guys. The math doesn't work. And here's one other point that it doesn't work. According to the exit polls, this turnout model was plus two Republican, meaning two points more Republicans voted nationwide than Democrats. Math doesn't work. 
That can't happen. Just like I told you, the COVID models don't work. They don't work. They're not sound. Doesn't mean COVID's not serious. I was adamant that it was serious the entire time, was I not? Sure. Yes. That's a different topic. Don't conflate what I'm saying. Facebook is already apparently going to do that for you. But I told you the COVID models models don't add up. They were wrong. They were. I told you the polling models don't add up. They're wrong. They were. And I'm telling you, this election model does not add up. Now, there's another more benign explanation possible, which is the exit polling is just historically bad because of all the mail-in ballots. That is a possible explanation, that the exit polling is trash. But it is the only other possible explanation beyond the one that dare not speak its name, apparently. There's only two options. Either the exit polling is way off, or you know. But they are the only two options that explain this. Because that math doesn't work. We didn't have a more favorable GOP redistricting in the last since the last election like they had in 1992. And we had a higher turnout of Republicans than we had in 1992. And then the Republican candidate got 15 points more Republicans than the Republican candidate did in 1992. You add all those things together, the math doesn't add up. It just doesn't. That math won't hunt. It won't work. Make of that what you will. You know, we love to make our pets happy. That's why we spoil them, take them for walks, runs, bike rides, uh, groomers, etc. But make sure you spoil them with good nutrition as well, because chances are the food that you're purchasing for your pet at the store, it's, it's dead on arrival. Much like a lot of the food that we buy at the store these days, that's why one of the biggest sections at every grocer nowadays is the supplement section, because we got to put all those vitamins and nutrients and omega oils and pre and probiotics back into our diet. Well, the same thing goes with our pets for the same reasons. They want that uh, food to last for a long time on the shelf. So there's almost nothing alive in there. Otherwise, it spoils faster. Thankfully, though, they've got a supplement now, too, and it's called Rough Greens. Uh, it puts all the good stuff back in your pet's food. It's not a pet food. It's a pet supplement. So it's a powder that you mix in with your pet's food they already love, and they're going to love the taste even more because, according to our dog, Cap, this stuff tastes great. And right now, you can try the Jumpstart bag for just $14.95 uh, when you go to roughgreens.com slash blaze that's r-u-f-f for roughgreens.com slash blaze again that's roughgreens.com slash blaze let's bring in our good friend bob vanderplatz from the family leader good to see you brother how are you doing really well how are you doing i'm good under the circumstances so remind our audience again which 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 states did you guys heavily play and invest in this cycle well heavily we played in iowa obviously because that's our our home state but we also did florida we did pennsylvania uh we did wisconsin we did arizona we did texas uh and then there are states that would have we've also would have had a presence in uh and doing a little bit would have been like minnesota new hampshire um trying to think there's a couple other ones that we had but it ended up being 12 total. Uh, 
but primarily the ones were Arizona, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Iowa. What were the common themes you saw there in and how your turnout models played out in real time? Well, I think Iowa, and obviously I'm going to be biased towards Iowa, but I think uh, it was a shining star. Uh, we had, I believe, over 84% of our churches uh, embracing uh, the materials that we provided in regards to uh, the biblical rationale, why you want to go out to vote. And when you mobilize that church, good things are going to happen. So Trump went in in Iowa by nine, Joni by eight, Joni Ernst by eight with the U.S. Senate race. And then Steve, you know, this is one of the things that I don't think a lot of people talk about, the state legislatures. Uh, we thought the Iowa House could get flipped from Republican control to Democrat control. Uh, but instead, the Republican control increased its numbers in the majority. And the Iowa Senate held a very strong majority that it that it held already. So Iowa, we could not have felt much better. Um but overall, I think Florida felt very good about uh, their model that worked. Uh, I think Arizona felt good. Uh, Texas definitely felt good. Although Texas was concerned. Going into it, Texas was very concerned because of the changing dynamics of the state. Uh, and even Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, both felt pretty good about the turnout. And if you take a look at it, uh, if you did the real clear politics averages, uh, I think they should feel good in a lot of those states. Even though it may not be the final result we want, uh, I think they should feel pretty good about the where the turnout ended up. From October 23rd until Election Day, Joni Ernst didn't lead a single Senate poll of Iowa, except for the Des Moines Register poll at the very end. Mm -hmm. She was behind in them all. How many points did you say she won by? She won by seven. How do you explain that? Well, I <laughs> I believe me, I don't want to do... One is, I think people broke because they saw... I think what, what the election said in general across the country, we are not a woke country. I think Iowans figured that out. We're not woke. We're not going there. I think Teresa Greenfield's going to be part of the Chuck Schumer and the Nancy Pelosi crowd. And I don't think she wanted to be there. The other thing, though, is I'm going to take a little bit of credit for is I think that is exactly when our church mobilization effort should have been kicking in. And I think people getting interested in that race again was was key. So to say that we had everything to do with it, probably not. Did we have something to do with it? I think we did. The local television affiliate here, WHO, mm -hmm. had her losing by double digits. Oh, yeah. I remember that poll. How can they? So, okay, fine. We're a, we're the Bolivia of of America, right? We're totally landlocked. Um, Yeah, you know, so Monmouth doesn't know how to pull an Iowa Senate race. Doesn't mean they're terrible. Okay. Sure. How does the local news affiliate, how are they that far off? I have no idea. But I think so. Well, you Can not, you come up with any honest mistake, good reasons why? It, really, I can't. Matter of fact, I even look at it being nefarious, saying, you know, well, I want Teresa Greenfield to beat Joni Ernst. Well, the last thing I would do if you want Teresa Greenfield to beat Joni Ernst is to show a poll showing her up by double digits. Mm -hmm. I would not do that. Um, I think what it does, it goes back into the deal about who can poll, who can't poll. Uh, Ann Seltzer is probably the only one that I've probably end up with a lot of respect for after this. She nailed it. She nailed the Senate race. She nailed the president's race. Uh, I don't think she got into the House legislative races, but I think she nailed even some of the congressional races. Saw huge swings there in Iowa's first district, second district. Uh, and even the third district got a lot closer than what people thought it was going to be. All right, so you mentioned the House races. I want to go there next. Sure. 
I, I can't believe I didn't think of this on my own, but thankfully our audience is smart too. Sure. And so this morning I'm, I'm doing uh, nature's business first thing in the morning, going through the headlines, my typical morning routine, yeah, and I get didn't an email. Know all that, but go ahead. I, I get yeah. an email saying, "Hey Steve, can you think of a time? You're Mister Data, Mister Historical Context. Can you think of how often somebody, the incumbent party, loses the presidential election with a reelect, but then gains House seats? And I could not, so I, I did the research, and it, it's extremely rare. And I, I always advise people not to go, if you're trying to draw correlations to the environment we're in today, not to go before 1992, because you're back in an era where a Republican could win California, let alone get 40% statewide in a mm-hmm. presidential election, because most of them don't even do that, all right? And so you're just in a totally different environment. Well, 1992 was the only time I could find an incumbent president lost his reelect but his party gained house seats. And there's the, a factor in there though. Yeah, there's a couple of factors in there which I mentioned before you came on I want to reset. Number 1, George H.W. Bush only got 78% of Republican voters that year. Donald Trump got 93 this time. That's a 15-point swing. Number 2, Republicans had made gains in state legislatures in the 1988 election and there was a redistricting in 1990. And so there were several more favorable districts towards the GOP. And then you really saw that play out when they had a wave election two years later in 94. Mm-hmm. We're not post, we're not right after a new redistricting here. In fact, we're heading into a redistricting year. And we just had a midterm where the other party gained 40 House seats. So we don't have, a, a, we don't have an incumbent president weak in his own party. In fact, Donald Trump's going to get more votes by registered Republicans than anybody has ever received in the history of this country. So we don't have a president weak with his own party like H.W. Bush was. We're not coming out of a new redistricting, which could create create an outlier. And then on top of that, according to the exit polling, the electorate was actually plus two Republican. It was 37% Republican, 35% Democrat, 18% Independent. We'll go over more of those numbers on tomorrow's show. So... That's a lot higher Republican turnout than we saw in 1992. So he has high Republican turnout. And in most presidential elections, there's actually more Democrat turnout than Republican. It is Mm -hmm. rare to have a a, a presidential election where the Republican turnout exceeds the Democrats. Well, Steve, it's the never Trumpers and the... He got 93% of Republicans. That's not what it was. I told you the COVID models don't add up. I told you the polling models don't add up. That election model doesn't add up. At the very least, it shows that the exit polling was way off. Because that's the only other option other than things that make you go, hmm. Because all of those things cannot be simultaneously true. The only possible other explanation is that the exit polling is just really bad this year because of the mail-in voting. That's the only other possible explanation I can see. Well, let me give you a couple of thoughts. And I'm not saying I disagree with you. Uh, One is in 1992, we're missing a big factor, Ross Perot. And that's why George H.W. Bush only got 78% of the Republican vote. But that's why you also picked up House seats, because they Ross Perot was not playing in those House races. And so you would have got more Republican House seats. Mm -hmm. That would be a natural conclusion. So that's one of them. The other part when it comes to exit polling, if we if we can't trust the polling going into it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, take a look at how far the polls off are all over the place. Real clear politics, 538. 
everybody's way up. Why would we trust the exit polling coming out of it? I don't disagree with that. Now, my my deal is, because I've had a lot of people say, you know, is this thing fraud? Was it stolen? Was it the, the numbers don't add up? Those type of things. I said, well, first of all, you remember, President Trump is still president. That's what we talked about in COVID. Uh, if he's going to shut down the country, he's president, he's going to shut down the country. When people are burning up the city, if you're going to enforce law and order, enforce law and order. You're the president. Well, he's still the president today. The Department of Justice, William Barr, is, you know, his appointee. Trump's got 2,000 lawyers on the ground. If there's fraud and there's anything that reeks of ill intent, it better be exposed and better be dealt with. Why? Because all Americans want an honest, fair, transparent election. Mm -hmm. But if they can't find it, if they can't, I mean, if they can't go, okay, this was fraud. And and I told you, I think, uh, just back and forth privately, we've got good people on the ground in Pennsylvania. The people you want on the ground in Pennsylvania. And in Arizona, and in Wisconsin, and in what? And we're trying to keep a very good pulse. They've got nothing yet where they say that's. I mean, this is what you need to put your 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 hands around. But I'm saying, for me, sitting here in Urbandale, Iowa, Trump's got everything at his disposal, and it's in the country's best interest. Not just because it may flip the election and say, "Okay, now Trump's your president and Biden is not." I get that. It's everybody's best interest to say this was an honest, fair election with full-out integrity. Because otherwise, your whole republic is at stake. I mean, if you you can't have a fair election, your republic's at stake. Now, how many people voted for Joni Ernst or voted for their Senate candidate or congressional candidate and didn't vote for Donald Trump? I think there's some of those. I really do believe that. Do you think there's 450,000? Because that's the number Sidney Powell, who... Um, if you don't know who she is, she's the one that beat the federal government on behalf of General Flynn mm-hmm. in federal court. Mm-hmm. She is claiming there's 450,000 ballots in these contested states where the only vote is for Joe Biden. One of my best friends is one of the poll watchers for the administration. You guys overheard the conversation? Yes. I, I put, put him on speaker so you guys could hear, right? Correct. Right. He is in a. He is not in one of the ballot harvesting counties. Sure. He's in another county in Pennsylvania as we speak. And in that county, which is much more affluent, much more educated in an hour, they were able, where they're actually letting them touch the ballots. It's one of the few where they're letting that happen. Sure. In an hour, they were able to successfully challenge eight ballots in an hour just because of errors. The signature on the front didn't match the name, the signature on the envelope, et cetera, et cetera. And yet we're getting these massive vote drops and it's 100 percent for Biden and there's no errors. Nobody accidentally didn't fill filled out something wrong. So it it didn't happen anywhere, anywhere. So what you're saying, though, which is exactly when I was a high school principal, what I'd want to know. Is there reasonable suspicion? That's all I'm saying. And if yeah. there's reasonable suspicion, yep. what you're pointing out, what your poll watchers pointing out, what others could be pointing out, if there's reasonable suspicion, then it's up to Trump to say all hands on deck into that thing. And when we prove it, okay, now it's up to a court system to say, listen, the future of our republic's on the line. And it's up to them to say, you know, under our Department of Justice to say, we're going to get this thing Right. And that's a that's in everybody's best interest. Don't disagree with any of that. Now, now l- let me point this about four hundred fifty thousand. I don't know where that's the first time I heard the number of that, but I remember an election in two thousand eighteen. And if you would have said this to me, if anybody would have said this to me, I said there's no way that happened. 
90,000 people in the state of Iowa, small state, 90,000 people in the state of Iowa general election had to vote against the Republican congressman and for the Republican governor of the state of Iowa. You know what we said? Iowans can walk and chew gum at the same time. I do believe, I believe there's a lot of Americans who, and I think some of your exit polling shows that too. Trump won independence in 2016 by four, lost them by 14. Well, here's the other part with that stat. It can't be true. Okay. Because here's why. If, if there was that an stat 18 can't point, be true? It can't be true. Because if there was an 18-point swing in 20% of the electorate, Trump should have lost the popular vote by like six or seven points when you do the math. Okay. And he's not going to lose it by that much. Sure. So that's why, that's to me why yeah. it's it's either the exit polling this year, we just have to throw all of it away yeah. because, and I did say this on a, all week last week, did I not? Right. Didn't I say this on Friday to Denise McAllister? I don't know how much we can trust it with all the mail-in voting. And I just told my audience that could be a benign explanation to this, that the exit polling this year is just not worth the paper it's printed on because of the mail-in balloting. That is a possible explanation, so, so, so but me, it's the only benign possible explanation. But it's, but it's a very rational explanation because of how bad the polling's been. I don't disagree. So so let me give you what, what I said to you offline privately is, is really what upsets me here. Um, and first of all, I want to give this disclaimer. I won an honest, fair, transparent election. And if this thing belongs to Trump, it should be given to Trump. That being said, what upsets me here is that we're in this place in the first place. This, to me, should have been a landslide election. Shouldn't have even been close. But yet, here we are. And matter of fact, as a basketball coach, me, I tell my teams all the time, don't let the officials determine the outcome of the game. You show up, you dominate, and you go home. The fact that we made some errors that were just unforced errors. Give me an example. I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, Arizona. How much, how much did it cost him to disparage a dead U.S. senator, regardless of what you think about John McCain? What's the win there? Well, what is the win there? Well, the first debate, you and I and Todd and Aaron, we talked about what does he need to do going in the first debate? Be presidential. Stick to the issues. Tell them why they're better off four, four years later and why they'll be better off another four years later. And it wasn't that way. To me, this should have been a slam dunk election. And we shouldn't be here. And, they, and their thing is that if the officials are going to rig the game, why wouldn't they rig the game against the U.S. Senate as well? Well, they might. What would no? But what I'm saying though is that why is because I mean, we always said, even right here in the show, we said if Trump loses the election, I guarantee you he's not keeping that U.S. Senate. They might. You just set a precedent that they can just bring in votes to Fulton County, Georgia, whenever they want. So, but, so that runoff's yeah, going to be January fifth. Yeah. The next president's not sworn until January twentieth. We might still be adjudicating this thing on January fifth. What happens if those Republican senators win by three, four, five, six mm. points statewide? Yeah. How are you going to explain that? You won't be able to explain that. The Republicans have set up a system where they can just, I mean, why don't we just see if they control the Senate's at stake? Why don't they just bring in police cars so, of, and sirens of ballots in the Senate yeah. race, too? So, you so, get the last word again, yeah. 20 seconds. Okay, so here's where I'm going to go with it, is that we get fueled up with emotion. Matter of fact, our team's fueled up with emotion. I tell them, guys, data wins. And right now, Trump's in charge. He's got the DOJ. We got lawyers on the ground. We put everybody's for an honest, transparent election. Don't let your emotion take over. Let the data take over and let the winner be the winner.
Greetings. We are back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. I am raring to go with Hour 2, thanks to Built Bar. Just had my Built Bar. You know, was that a little belch there? My bad. Uh, Just proof in advertising. Now you know it's true. But I'm really enjoying the fall flavors, the caramel apple and the pumpkin spice. But I realized, man... I'm like eating those every day and they're going to be gone and then we'll be back till next year. That is if we make it that far as a country. So I decided I'm going to start saving them. You know, I did this last year with like the pumpkin spice Kit Kats and stuff and of the course. monster cereals and like I busted them out in June and July. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to save some of those fall uh, flavors. So I just had one of the uh, the standards for, 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 for Built Bar, the chocolate covered peanut butter bar. Absolutely outstanding. 19 different flavors right now. All covered in real chocolate. I promise you, it is the best protein bar you've ever had. You've never had one like this. It's going to remind you a lot of a Three Musketeers bar. The texture is not anything like what you're used to with a protein bar. And did I mention the best tasting protein bar you've ever had? Less than five grams of sugar in every one, up to 20 grams of protein in every one, but you can only get them online at Built, B-U-I-L-T, BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code DACE at BuiltBar.com and get 20% off right now. Best protein bar you've ever had. You're going to thank me later. BuiltBar.com, promo code DACE for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, over on Parlor at Steve Dace. On our new YouTube channel, which may soon be our former YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. If you're a podcast listener, we love you as well. Thank you. Who knows how much longer you'll get to listen to that for that matter. But while you still can, uh, please give us a five-star review uh, and, uh, and and hit that subscribe button, whichever platform you podcast from. Uh, we appreciate you. I mean, Joe Rogan's got the number one podcast on planet Earth right now, guys. And his coworkers at Spotify are trying to get him canceled when he's their meal ticket right now. That is the world in which we live. So while you still can, Please leave us a five-star review. Click that subscribe button on the podcast platform that you prefer. Also, want to mention this. With 2020 drawing to a close, things seem more uncertain than ever before in in America, but we're never going to stop fighting to bring you the news and the truth here on Blaze TV. And now there are more ways to, to watch this show than ever before. You can subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. Check out the podcast on iTunes, at least for now. Uh, but you can also watch Pluto TV's 24-hour limited live stream on channel 238. That's Pluto TV's 24-hour limited live stream or become a member of Blaze TV and get access to the entire Blaze TV catalog on demand. Don't get stuck with bad choices because we believe you should have more access to voices, not less. All right, so Pluto TV channel 238 right now to get access to their 24-hour live stream on Pluto TV. All right, we now want to give you access to our show. It is our Monday town hall. The phone lines are open. I would assume a lot of you have a lot to say. We want to hear from you. I don't have a clever hook this time. I don't have a leading question this time. 
I have a very simple invitation. What do you think? What do you think about what you're watching transpire with the media? What do you think about what you're watching transpire with Fox News right now? Because there's an open revolt against that channel. What do you think about what is going on on the ground? What do you think about these affidavits that are being accumulated by people at Project Veritas? What you're hearing from your neighbors, your family members, etc. We want to know what you think, and the floor is yours this hour. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. That's the number here to Blaze TV radio and podcast 888-900-3393 gentlemen i'm going to start with you because um you guys haven't had a chance to talk much the very first hour you've kind of sat here listening to what i discussed at the open you listen to bob interplots and i go back and forth so todd i ask you the same question we're going to be asking the audience this hour what do you think well i don't know if you followed me at all over the weekend on Twitter. I'm in full Erasmus mode and I plan on living there indefinitely. Uh, we, we, we have our second Catholic president, ladies and gentlemen. So all great tidings, great tidings for you. No more babies will be killed. No more transgendering eight year olds. No more suing nuns. Oh, wait, this Catholic president-elect has promised he's going to do those things and served under a president uh, who got the ball rolling on those things. You know, this is, there's going to be Catholic bishops all over this land pissing themselves for quite a while these next few years because how are they going to answer that? When, when, uh, the, uh, what, also a promise right now of, uh, the, uh, uh, upping the ante on the New York Times, uh, race warfare, uh, curriculum. You're up, bishops. I look forward to the homilies explaining how the second Catholic president of this great land is bringing in the full pagan. I'll be popping corn in the front row. I can't eat it because that's not, not we, we have to fast an hour beforehand, but I'll still be popping it. It's, there is, uh, and if you don't know, look up who Erasmus was, what he did. I mean, it was just fully on regarding speaking truth, not giving a rip what anybody thought about it and letting the chips fall where they may. I mean, free, let, let freedom ring, man. Let freedom ring Aaron uh, I think there's never been a better time to fight here's here's the bottom line folks if you don't want this civil war to go full on hot regardless we may be heading there we do not want it to head there do not want it to head there at all you keep at least, at the very least, giving the most benefit of the doubt as possible. We're at least poking holes, big holes, in the trust in some of our most important institutions, especially the one, you know, that, that we get to do 
um, war with each other without actually going hot, and that is the election process. Here's the here's here's the deal. If if this is litigated, and and we should ask for it to be litigated. If there is a case to be made, we should demand that the Trump campaign makes it in front of a court. Mm-hmm. We should demand that. Anything short of that. Same thing with so many other Republicans. I can't want you to win more than you want you to win. All right. But they should litigate it and we should demand that they litigate it. And here's the here's 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 the end game. If it turns out, if it turns out that there's just not a not a big enough case to be made, that there is not widespread or that there is widespread voter fraud, then you know what? You lost. It was just a referendum on Trump. Maybe there was just hordes of people. There were just hordes of people marking or not voting for Joe Biden and voting Republican down the ticket or not voting at all for the top of the ticket and just voting Republican down ballot. Because that's the narrative that it seems that we're being sold, at least from the results around the country as well. We 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 accept that. But we make the left if there is any fraud whatsoever if there are any evidences of chicanery whatsoever, we make them earn every single instance of that. Don't let them get away without a fight. And if at the end of the day, if they, at the end of the day, you don't win this battle, view the Trump presidency, what those of you who did in 2016, what those of us on the show did not do and voted for him for the right reasons or for any reason whatsoever, view that as a shot across the bow of the spirit of the age. View that as a shot across the bow. I'm I I fight this my own with with myself. I'm a pessimist by nature. You guys know that. Listening to the show, heck, my prediction on Friday was that Kamala Harris was going to be president in four years when she runs for real. I mean, I'm sorry, runs for election. But I don't want to hear any more of the white flag. I see that from too many conservative media ch- blue check marks this morning. That's ah, a long uphill bat. Nope, 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 no, no waving of the white flag whatsoever. And if it comes to the end of this whole saga, if it's litigated out the wazoo in court before uh, mid-January when inauguration day is then you don't view this as a loss. You view the last four years as a shot across the bow. That's how you have to look at this. So that's where I am right now. Floor is yours. 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. We ran out of time with Bob. um, And and he said, well, hey, if they're going to rig a presidential election, why don't they do a Senate election? Well, Arizona is there... Is there are there are is there a congruency between the Senate election there and the presidential election there? Yeah, we're being told Martha McSally lost, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're being told right now that Trump lost, although they're still counting there. Correct? Right. Okay. Didn't have a contested Senate election in Pennsylvania. Didn't have a contested uh, Senate election um, in Wisconsin. But we did have a contested Senate election in. Um, uh, Georgia, right? Okay. Are we being told, are, aren't both of those seats now going to runoffs? Right. Okay. 
We had a contest. Now, now they won't call North Carolina for either Tom Tillis or Don, Donald Trump, right? Even though they bo- both have Tillis has a little bit larger of a lead, but they both have a similar lead in the state. But neither one of those races has been called, right? Mm-hmm. So, what, what state am I missing here? Because it seems as if there's actually a perfect match, meaning that the Senate race is not an outlier from the from the presidential race. The places where the Republicans won their Senate seats, we don't have a Fulton County in Iowa. We don't have that. So that so there was no place to harvest ballots from for Teresa Greenfield against Joni Ernst, for example. See where I'm going? Of course. So look at these other states then where Republicans held their Senate seats. And if there was a contested Senate election... Do the results of that Senate election not at the very least closely resemble the presidential election? And the answer is in every single one, yes. Arizona, yes. North Carolina, yes. Georgia, yes. So with all due respect to one of my very best friends who's now not here, so he'll hear this from me privately when I get off the air today, there is a perfect match between the Senate races and the presidential races. Because this really only went on in a handful of counties, what's being disputed. Now, we don't know what went on. One of two things went on, 100% voter turnout. Joe Biden did better in these counties than Barack Obama did twice. Predominantly black counties, controlled by Democrats for decades. And an 80-year-old white guy, we're being told, got higher voter turnout than Barack Obama did twice. At the same time, the exit polling is telling us that Donald Trump gained seven points apiece with black men and black women over the last election. That Donald Trump got more non-white voters than any Republican presidential candidate has. Ever. In the last 60 years. Those things cannot all be simultaneously true. They, They just can't be. So something's false in there. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I just know they can't all be simultaneously true. And I think you guys know me well enough to know that if Donald Trump lost this thing by three, four, five points in every one of these states, I'd have been on here the very next day saying, and that's why I told you not to surrender the damn country to Anthony Fauci and Debbie Burks for five months. Because wasn't I saying it the whole time? Or even if these shenanigans went on in just like Pennsylvania, but not in Wisconsin and Michigan. And Biden actually won with some sort of contingency. Yes. No. And I'm not, I'm never going to play this game. And I don't think either of you are as well. I'm sorry. I'm not going to play this game. The people who sold us Russian and Ukrainian collusion yes. for four years. I'm gonna and need now a we're gonna more. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna say we're undermining the yeah. we're undermining the institutions of our republic by questioning, just asking questions about this. Yes. No, never gonna play that game. Yeah, my never. preferred pronouns to all of you are up and yours. Those are my preferred pronouns to all of you. So there actually is a congruency between what we're seeing in the Senate races in these states. Martha McSally were being told lost. They won't call the race for Tom Tillis. And what was the other one uh, that I mentioned? Uh, Georgia. They're, those are both now heading to runoffs. So in those three states, there's a, it lines up. It actually is affecting the Senate races. It's not different. It's the same. So I, I don't know. Why wouldn't we just discover all kinds of legitimate or illegitimate ballots in Fulton County, Georgia on January 5th for the Senate runoffs then? Why wouldn't we do that? I don't know why we wouldn't. Unless you're just telling me that Joe Biden, 80-year-old white guy from Delaware, mind you, is uniquely popular 
uniquely popular with black voters, even more so than Barack Obama was, in an election where Donald Trump is getting the highest percentage of black voters a Republican has received in 60 years. But it's just in these five counties that he's uniquely unpopular with black people. Not like everywhere around the country. Like if you look at the exit polling and the results, you see Trump's weakness with white suburbanites. You see it. You, they're, they're congruent. You see it. You see it symmetrically plays out across the map. So it makes total sense. Two plus two equals four, right? Sure. Here we're being told two plus two equals 8.3. Or two plus two equals what we think it is. So there's only two options. One is the option that dare not speak its name while our benevolent tech overlords uh, man the Overton window or the exit polling is just all bad, which is possible. That is absolutely possible. I've been saying for the last few days, I didn't know how accurate the exit polling was going to be. I mean, one of the dude, I normally have the last couple of elections. I had columns about the exit polling written for USA Today before the damn election was called. I didn't go through the exit polling for a week till yesterday because I wasn't really sure how reliable it was going to be. So that is an option. I'm not saying that's not the option. I want to make that very, very clear. That is a potential option. That the exit polling is just that bad. But it's the only other benign option. Because you have to show me where this shows up everywhere else in the electorate. And it it only shows up in like a handful of these places. And not like anywhere else in the country. The opposite shows up. If, 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 if indeed he lost this thing legitimately, there will be plenty of times to learn from Donald Trump's mistakes. Promise you. And we will for sure have those conversations on this show. Not the least of which is handing his presidency over to Fauci and Burks for five months. But this isn't the time for that. That's why we're not doing it on our show. The time for it is to make sure the process was handled with integrity. Because I have serious doubts that it was. Because some things don't add up. Now, if they're adjudicated, we might they, they, it, it might make sense. And we might just come back and say, chuck all that exit polling out the window because it doesn't do anything. Because I do agree with Bob on that. I mean, the same people who did the, the phony baloney polls. I mean, ABC News was who had the who did uh, had uh, Biden winning Wisconsin by 17 points last week. Remember that? Right. They did the biggest the biggest amount of exit polling in the country. It, it, so I totally agree with Bob, and I think I even said it before he came on that, and I just said it again a few minutes ago. It is totally possible the exit polling is a scam this year. Can't trust any of it. And if that's the case, that's the case. But we don't know that right now, do we? No, we don't know that. We don't. Here's what we know. The exit polling and the results don't match. That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact. Like the, the exit polling that he had an 18-point swing, I think I even said before the election when I looked at the turnout models, and I thought the turnout models were going to be plus two or three Republican based on what I had seen. We went through all that target smart early voting, sure. all those early voting numbers. Well, what was what's the exit polling showing? Turnout plus two Republican. And what did I say? Unless he hemorrhages independent voters, he's going to win with that turnout model, right? Isn't that what I said? Well, the exit polling is saying he hemorrhaged independent voters. Okay. Then then 
if there's an 18-point swing, because here's what the exit polling is showing you. Joe Biden is Barack Obama 2008, and, and Donald Trump is John McCain. That's, that's a McCain electorate. That's what, that, that's what that looks like. You're losing the popular vote by six, seven, eight points. You lose independence by 14 points. And the other guy is getting historic amounts of black voters. That, I mean, that, that's a blowout, guys. I mean, McCain got 91% of Republican voters. Remember, McCain actually got more Republican voters than Romney did. That's why we were trying to remember the four million Republican voters that were missing between those two elections sure. we were counts covering at that time. Sean Trendy at Real Clear Politics pointed that out. Hey, what happened to these four million white voters that McCain got in 2008 that Romney didn't get in 2012? That's what the exit polling is showing you is that this was John, the John McCain election. But that's not what the results say. Because if you're losing, if, if there's an 18-point swing against you, you're losing independence by 14 points, and they're one-fifth of the electorate. You're, you're not losing by three points in the popular vote. You're, you're decisively losing. Decisively. So that doesn't make any sense. It is possible the exit polling was just that bad. That's possible. But it is the only other possibility other than the one that's currently being adjudicated. Tell me, You've been hearing me lay this out. What am I missing? And by the way, we still want to hear from you while we're prattling on here. 888-900-3393. This is supposed to be the town hall, not the TED Talk. <laughs> All right. 888-900-3393. Come up. Tell me. Tell me, what I'm, tell me what other options are out there other than the two I've presented. I, there, I, I want to know. Are there others? I, none that I see. None of the variables we suggested, uh, the trends, uh, the concerns that we applied uh, to the polling has been blown up. No, it's that it's all actually been, it's all actually been confirmed. Yes. As a, as a matter of fact. Yes. It's all actually been confirmed. In fact, you can't even look at the Latino voters um, because, well, the, the, in Florida, well, that's the Cubans. Actually, if, if, if Trump had lost Miami-Dade by what he lost it four years ago to Hillary, minus that huge influx of Cuban voters, he still would have won the state by about what he won it last time because of how well he did with Latinos all over the rest of the state. Look at how well he did with in Star County, Texas. That's the most Hispanic county in America. He lost it by like five points. Doesn't make any sense. Because here's the, here's the story of this election. Trump overperformed dramatically as a whole, what a Republican presidential candidate typically does with non-white voters, except for a handful of cities where he, was, where he was uniquely hated by those same people. And it just so happens those are the cities run by Democrats who, who literally lit themselves on fire most of this year. That's the, that's the, that's the narrative of the election. Now, maybe nothing suspicious happened there, but I'm just having a hard time buying that without at least finding out. Is that too much to ask? No. I don't think it is either. Especially in states, like I said, if Wisconsin and Michigan, where you've been choked by a lockdown in a purple state, and, and whatever the flaws are of how Donald Trump handled it on a national level, the, the immediacy 
of how you had to deal with it in those states being clearly and directly due to the Democrat governors and Biden promised to do more and has so far lived up to it. He's talking national mask mandates, all that stuff. And you skipped right into that. New York's one thing. That on top of what you're just talking about with the raw data. And how it looks. Look, the, none of the patterns work. We're You're choosing insanity. Your home state of Wisconsin with real data in the overtime today. You do not want to miss and, it. And I'm not going to do it here because it'll probably get me banned. So I'm going to do it in the overtime where I just market it directly to you. Because look at that, the history. Uh, Steve, you can speak to Michigan. Look at the history of Wisconsin. Uh, Tommy Thompson, the four-time governor of that state. We rejected a, uh, a, a an attempt to get rid of Scott Walker in, in that state before he, you know, ruined his reputation and how he ran for president. Before that, that I that that state has smelled BS in recent history. That's yeah, and now they fell for this, like this. I just okay. It, if that's happened, we're talking spirit of age level of this and stuff. That may, and that may be the case, yeah. but I think it needs to be adjudicated to find out. Yes. Let's go to the phones. Let's start with Mark in Florida. Mark, welcome to the Blaze, sir. Go ahead. Mark, go, please. Good afternoon. Hey, Mark. Yes, uh, good afternoon. I just want to say that uh, what's going on, there is any way you cut it, this is not a free and fair election. And the owners of response, they told, the Democrats told us what they were going to do, how they were going to steal the election. They laid it out right in front of it. They had a, uh, a, a uh, trial run in 2018 in Florida and Broward and Palm counties. And this just took it nation, nationwide or in targeted states. So what we have to do, we may very well lose this fight, but that doesn't mean that we don't have to. We have to deny everything. Biden did not. Biden is not the president. He did not win. Deny everything. Issue counter accusations. He stole the election, and then escalate. And by escalate, what we need to do is, we need the, the Department of Justice and the FBI have shown themselves corrupt and incompetent. We Trump should immediately implement the uh, Insurrection Act and bring in the military to these cities where Antifa and whatever BLM are, and then use NCIS the uh, Army's Criminal Investigation Division, and others to investigate this voter fraud on national security parameters because Joe Biden has been shown to be bought and paid for by the Chinese. All right, thank you, Mark. We got to go. Appreciate your passion. Let's go to Will in Georgia next here on The Blaze. Will, go ahead, sir. Will in Georgia. Go ahead, Will. Hey, uh, uh, this is Mark in Florida. Steve. Oh, we got it mixed up then. Um, Sorry about that, Mark in Florida. Go ahead. Okay. No, no worries. Hey, um, you know, it's great what you're talking about. It's clear this election was stolen. Anyone with half a brain who listens to your data analysis or a variety of other people who are really looking at the data knows this thing was stolen. The question is how Republicans allowed it to be stolen, because in these states where they're stealing it, they broadcast in advance they were going to steal the election in these states. I mean, they bragged about it. They had a transition integrity project to talk about how they were going to do it. 
and they're Republican-controlled legislatures in those states. So the question then becomes, when you look at a Lindsey Graham or a Mitch McConnell immediately signal after the election, we're going to work with this guy Biden instead of saying, wait a minute, what just happened in these states? You have to ask yourself, why would the Republicans go along with this? They knew in many of these states they passed laws to make it easier to ballot harvest theft these elections. So the question then becomes, why on earth are the Republicans cooperating with this? Well, it's, the, very it's the perfect. It's the, Biden's laptop it, it's the it's the per, I'm up against a break, Mark, but you're asking the right question, brother. Thanks for the call. It's the perfect outcome for Team GOP. Be rid of Trump while they still regain uh, some level of power. But here's the problem. Uh, their duplicity might have been too successful. Because I don't know if you're going to just let them do what they did in Fulton County on November 8th or, or November 3rd. I don't know why you wouldn't let them do it, on, why they wouldn't go ahead and just run it mm-hmm. back on January 5th. Mm-hmm. Especially with how narrow their margins now are in the House. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't have a lot of margin in the House to pass stuff now. That's a thin majority they have. So um, they, need to, they, need to, they, they need to send it even more than they needed it November the 2nd. So I don't know if you let them if you let them do it to Trump in Georgia in Fulton County, Georgia in the presidential race. I don't know 30. why Democrats just wouldn't re-rack the same system on January 5th for the runoff. Do you? Nope. Neither do I. Wouldn't it be cool if Georgia had like a Republican governor? Brian Kemp. Who? Exactly. What happened to that dude since last summer? All right, more of your calls here. We'll get to as many of them as we possibly can Tim. when we return. Stay tuned here on Blaze TV Radio Podcast. Hey, maybe you've noticed your hair is not looking as full as it used to. Hey, losing your hair is no fun. Let's talk about options. You know, one of them is uh, you can go to your hair doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription, then visit the pharmacy and you try not to go broke while you're trying not to go bald or give Keeps a try from the comfort of your own home where you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing you're going to love about Keeps is that it's all online. Just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it's shipped directly to your door. And one more incentive we'll throw in, half off your first order at Keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for Keeps com slash grow. So generic versions, cheaper, uh, the convenience of doing it at home, and then the big discount to get you started at keeps.com slash grow. Again, that's keeps.com slash grow. Let's go back to the phones here for our Monday town hall. Simple question. What do you think at 888-900-3393? Let's go to Will. Will, you're next here on The Blaze. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, here's the problem, I think, um, is that you have brought this up before, and I still think it's true, is that we are a nation of political will, and we are not a nation of laws, and I think the political will is with Trump right now and everybody else. And I think this, the fact that they're doing all this under the cover of darkness, um, in the age of social media, they can't. it's out in the open, it's brazen, and that's fueling it. And I think... Yeah, I think you'll have a few people like Romney telling everybody we just need to support Biden and everybody else. But, you know, when you just look at Lindsey Graham coming out and saying he needs to fight this thing, I, th- I think they all see the writing on the wall. And so I'm, I'm more confident than I have been last weekend. And the fact that Trump's going to all these different rallies, um, and that's just going to keep that fire.
entire field. And the more reports we hear from Giuliani and everybody else, uh, that's just information, and that's just truth continuing to fuel this. And I think it's going to turn into something. And so I'm, I'm more confident than I have been. I don't think it's a lock, but still, I, I'm, I'm much more confident than I was last week. So, All right. Thank you for the call, Will. We appreciate it. I will tell you, I did not anticipate the action from the Supreme Court on Saturday that we saw with the vote in Pennsylvania. I mean, to see them weighing in already, I did not anticipate that. And what they weighed in with, a segregation of the ballots that came in post-deadline. I mean, that's the whole question, right? The ballots that came in post-deadline. That I did not anticipate. And and you have that affidavit as well from the Erie, Pennsylvania postal worker who says that his superiors were telling them to backdate the postmark on ballots that were received after the deadline Mm -hmm. of election day. Mm -hmm. That's another can of worms as well. So I don't I don't know how you adjudicate that. I don't know how you adjudicate that. You know, there is a simple solution to this. Just have a revote. Yeah. In person. And, it, and just have it. And, and even if you it, and just have it be January 5th when the Georgia runoff is just have a revote. You still have plenty of time to get to pe- get people with absentees and everything else. It's only November the what is it? The ninth today. So that's two almost two full months. Just just do a revote. And now uh, we're going to have people stationed. At the, at the precincts at these five counties and, you know, know what to look for and let's just do it again. See what happens. Out in the open. Why not just do that? All the reasons you wouldn't do that are bad. They're all bad. Let's go back to the phones. 888-900-3393. Hey, Lisa in Montana. Go ahead. Welcome to the blaze, Lisa. Hi. Um, I'm watching... You guys on Pluto, mm-hmm. 238 in Montana. And the, uh, I don't think I'm at the same place where I have Steve Dace on. Is he still on there? You're talking to him, Lisa. <laughs> okay. Well, because it's not matching up because my TV is like, I don't know. Any rate, the reason why I called in was a couple things, actually. About on the 5th of January after just being so disappointed in Fox, I said, I can't do this and nobody else in my house could handle it. So we turned you on because it's usually on all the time mm-hmm. in our house. And so that's what's been on our house now are you guys. Well, thank because you. we're all mad. And when I seen you come out and you were angry, I don't know if it was the next day when you said about Trump being like Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. I solely need to hear that. I really did. And I I could just tell how passionate you are about it. You're my favorite guy because I've been watching you. (laughs) Well, thank you. And it's so nice to see somebody, you know, show how frustrating this is. And I don't know because I'm multitasking, but you had a guy on who was talking about them being in so many states. He looked like an establishment guy. And correct me if I'm wrong, but at the end of that interview, you look pissed. I was pissed because it's almost like, you know, we don't want to go down this road because otherwise we may look like fools. So we have to play it safe and we can't say this and we can't say that. But I'm just a regular person, just like you are and anyone else who voted for Donald Trump or his people or the people. And we can tell there's something wrong. Like, why can't we get like that Robert? What's his name? Robert Epstein. He did that stuff with the Google and saw the different stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
doesn't he do stuff like this to look at that data and maybe get you and him and maybe uh, Glenn and um, I don't know if you know Jordan Peterson and you guys like have a little powwow with Trump because I don't know if he really gets the grasp of what's really going on. That's an interesting suggestion, Lisa. Thank you for the call. God bless you. Let me let me say a couple things first of all about Bob. Bob is as anti-establishment as it gets. All right, they hate him. Uh, who was with with us in the last hour? Um, the vast majority of shenanigans I have done in my career. That is the reason I could never possibly get booked on Fox News. Um, and I'm hated by the Republican establishment. I either did with the approval, backing, and or acknowledgement of Bob Vanderplatz. All right. So he is not, uh, he's not establishment at all. I think like when Bob and I first disagreed on the COVID data and he was more wary of it than I was, um, I am more, uh, let's go all in by nature. He's more of, let's let's play the hand out before we do that by nature. That's one of the reasons why we work very well together. We counter each other's strengths and weaknesses. So, um, I mean, he voted for Trump in 2016. I did not. So he's not establishment at all. I think that he um, has a, a, a legitimate request, which is Trump has the entire Justice Department. He does. Well, theoretically, he does. He's got thousands of lawyers on the ground. He does. Then let's get to the bottom of this. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't think any of us do. Right. And we're perfectly fine pointing out and have this entire time when, hey, I mean, I said from day one when the Russian collusion stuff broke, just declassify all the FISA documents and let's find out what went on. Didn't I say that like day one? I said that. Yes. He didn't do that. So I have no problem with that. Where I would disagree with Bob, though, is I think his sports analogy is right, but not properly applied. Meaning that I agree that in the end, the best argument to every, hey, the refs screwed us, is score more points. And, and, and you can always look at a game and find a place where you could have scored more points or given up fewer by doing better yourself, right? right. Totally agree. I totally agree with Bob that if Trump had not performed the way he did the first debate, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today. I also agree that if the Trump we saw when he got out of that hospital had been the guy that had been that guy against COVID for the last three or four months or even one month, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today, right? right. I totally think that if they had brought Scott Atlas in a month before they did, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today, right? right? I have no problem with any of those things, but that's a separate conversation from does this process have integrity or not? Because if you let this precedent stand that they can do this without any accountability, why won't they just do this again on January 5th in the Georgia runoff? Why won't they just do this for the foreseeable future? That's a separate argument. We can all agree that there's places where your team, where the home team could have done better and not lost the game. Agreed. That doesn't, that doesn't though, let the referees off the off off the off the schneid for clear chicanery. See what I'm saying? Of course. You you hold both sides equally accountable. I have no problem with Bob wanting to hold Trump accountable. We do it on our show all the time. My issue is then then hey, let's not just hold him accountable though. Let's hold the referees accountable here.
right? Yes. Yeah, let's hold everybody accountable. That's the thing. That that's the thing that that's that's what I'm advocating for. And the point you brought up about data was fascinating, Lisa. A, a friend of mine who is a, a a member of somewhat. How do I put this without outing him? He has he has some standing in the White House. I guess I'll just say that. I sent him my text or my tweet today about how the exit polling data doesn't add up. Like we just talked about in the opening of the show. He hadn't seen any of that. That you can't tell me that that Trump, we have, he's losing house seats like H.W. Bush did in 1992. Or, or I'm sorry, winning house seats, but losing. But he had 15 points more. He had, they hadn't seen any of that. So... We sat here all spring and summer wondering, where are they getting their COVID data from? Right? Right. How many times, and how many times did I, you guys know I did everything I could other than go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue myself, knock on the door and say, have you guys seen this yet? Right? I mean, right. I mean, how many calls, how many emails, how many texts, how many presentations did I do off the, off the air the audience doesn't even know about? That was my part-time job this spring and summer was trying to get, that I didn't get paid for, by the way, that was trying to get this White House's attention on the COVID data, right? Yes. So that's a fascinating suggestion, Heidi. They, they definitely need some better data people over there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I, I completely agree with that. Um, before we get out of here, one more time, let me mention Rough Greens. Uh, make sure your pet's getting the nutrition that it needs. It's getting the food it wants. And it's getting the grooming that it loves and the cuddles that it loves, but is it getting the nutrition that it needs? Because a lot of your pet's food these days has been stripped bare of all that stuff that we that, that it needs, just like it has happened with our own food. That's why we take so many supplements these days and have created one of the most lucrative industries in the world on supplements. But your dog needs that too, and that's where Rough Greens comes into play. It's not a new dog food. It's a premium dog food supplement. You sprinkle in with your pet's food. They're going to love it all the more, and it's going to put all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, pre, probiotics, all the stuff they're missing right back in their diet. You can try it right now for just two weeks at roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's roughgreens.com slash blaze, and it's spelled R-U-F-F. We have about three minutes left in the show here. I want to mention this, and I don't think I have enough time to be fair to another caller. I want to mention this, and I'm sorry about that. I want to mention this one more time. You do not want to miss today's overtime. I would have done the first hour of today's show on what you're going to see in the overtime if Facebook didn't demonetize us over the weekend for something I didn't actually say, but said the exact opposite of. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, they're coming at us Everybody here at a place like this, not just me. I mean, Mark Levin's playing on a far bigger sandbox, and you can see what he's been talking about all weekend long. And so I don't know what the rules of engagement are. And meaning, where am I allowed to tell the truth? I know there's one place I can. Blaze TV. They let me tell the truth there. So I'm going to go directly to you, as a subscriber and around big tech from blaze TV directly to you in the overtime today, we are going to look at, shall we say, what's a good word to describe what we're going to go through guys, irregularities, anomalies. Is that benign enough to make it through the, uh, big tech, um, questions, 
Is that fair? Yes. Just asking questions. We're just asking questions. Thank you, Aaron. We're just going to look at real data and ask questions in the overtime today that we would have typically asked during this show, but I'm not sure we can do that anymore and remain uh, employed. So thankfully, Blaze TV has provided a platform where we can still tell you the truth and shatter some Overton windows. We are going to do that today. You do not want to miss that. If you're not yet a subscriber, this is the time. I, we, literally any day, you could not be able to get our podcast anymore. And that's, I mean, I hate to sound dramatic, but that's where we are. Like I said earlier, Joe Rogan is the number one podcast in the world. His coworkers at Spotify are trying to get him censored. That's what happens in a cold civil war, sadly. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. Go there right now. Get our most important discount ever so you do not miss today's overtime and everything else we do here on Blaze TV. Who knows how much longer you're going to be able to just get us in your RSS feed or your Facebook news feed. Who knows how much longer you'll be able to do that. Or if we are able to stay on those platforms, you'll see the stuff you really want to see. It won't just be like really lame, benign, dry stuff, right? Not even stuff you'd want to click on. It just has our name on it. It's us, but it's not really the good stuff. So go to blazetv.com slash dace so that you can watch today's overtime. We're going to literally record this thing in about five minutes. We're going to get off the air here, upload today's show, and then get right on it. blazetv.com slash dace. Get the discount. Don't miss today's overtime. Trust me. For Todd and Aaron, thank you for tuning in putting up with us today we are back at it again tomorrow noon to two eastern right after glenn beck here on blaze tv radio and podcast until then john 317 this is steve dace on the blaze radio network